There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! And with us tonight, it's Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker. What could be better ahead of a big weekend in Scottish football? Match of the day, it's got to be Sunday, the last game of the weekend, Aberdeen against Rangers and Barry looking at the record today I see the back page love and hate Rangers were detested at Pataudry and I adored it is that really how you felt about the battle with Aberdeen and the fans? Yeah it was always a, a, a feisty encounter there's, there's no doubt about that um, but listen if you're, if you're Rangers that's the type of game you want the week before the semi-final of the Scottish Cup next Sunday um, no doubt about it so Rangers I'll have a, a tough game up there, no doubt about it. Barry Robson's done an excellent job since mm-hmm. he's come in. One thing about them is um, they're defensively pretty solid now. Um, so Rangers need to be at it to make sure they can back down the road with three points. Ryan Kent, Connor Goldson are still out. We'll hear from Michael Beale shortly. Andy Walker, you'll be doing the game live on Sky. Barry's doing a job for you in the record today saying, Super Sunday, it's the pick of the weekend, even ahead of the English games. Yeah, we're in a great slot. I'm sure there'll be a big audience for it. And uh, as everyone will tell you, it's always a bit feisty. And uh, there's always a story to come out of it. So really looking forward to what about covering it. Your time, especially at Celtic up against Aberdeen at Pataudry. Well, uh, I, I think back to my time at Motherwell and Celtic. You're up against, you know, Miller and McLeish, uh, McKimmy, Stuart McKimmy, who played for yeah. Scotland, uh, Simpson, Eric Black. Yeah. My God, they had some quality players. They were just off the back of their maybe their best ever team that had won the, the European Trophy, won the league, of course. Dundee United were the same, could win the win the league. So. Um, it was good going up against these players because it made you a better player. And uh, two of your old teams you just mentioned, Celtic and Motherwell, big game tomorrow, <laughs> three o'clock, Celtic chasing yeah. a record now. They'll not do it tomorrow, but they want to go unbeaten for the rest of the season and hit the 109 points. It's astonishing, their, their home record. I mean, no one has taken a point there. Uh, it's uh, You talk about a fortress, but my goodness, it has become a real fortress this season. And uh, they score heavily. And they've got so many players who are dead keen to get some game time. And I think even more so, given that uh, the semi-final next weekend, everyone will want to play at Hamden. Countdown is on for that. Stephen McGinn was with us yesterday. The Falkirk captain was on with Mark Guiti yesterday. He said you two, there'll be needle here tonight. Is there something I, I've missed with you two the other night? Um, oh, Mark Guiti, he was just well, stirring it up, wasn't he? He's as usual. <laughs> he said there'd be a bit of needle. And there can be, if you want. Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker. Right, we gave you the Rangers headline, team-wise. And for Celtic, well, let's hear it from Ange Postacoglu. Cameron's trained all week or play tomorrow. The only reason he didn't play last week was because of the surface. I mentioned that before the game. So he's uh, he's trained all week and ready to go. And, um, yeah, from a fitness perspective, uh, nothing else changes. All the other lads uh, are closer but um, and training, but uh, won't make this weekend. Andy, 
Rio Hatati not mentioned there, but doesn't look as though he'll be ready for tomorrow. Would you expect him to be ready for next weekend, or is it too early to say? Well, it's always difficult with a hamstring injury. You never know what uh, sort of grade it is, what uh, how long he'll be out for. But again, I'll highlight it again. It's it's never a good look for Scottish football if you're choosing a team and you have to take the the surface in consideration, and you need to rest players or or, or not play them. And that was the case last week. Carter Vickers and uh, Jota didn't play because of the surface. And I'm sure it happens with um, with other teams as well who go to Kilmarnock. And look at Kilmarnock. They've got one of the best home records in the division. In fact, maybe the best outside Celtic and Rangers. It is a pity, Barry, isn't it, that players can't play because of the surface? Yeah, but as I mean, you've seen it last, last week, as Andy just mentioned there, Carter Vickers and Jota, who are so important to, to Celtic, but you can't risk your important players and you, you see that with um, other teams who travel down to, to Rugby Park um, it's a surface I don't like if I'm being honest with you in the our top flight I believe all pitches should be grass no question what do you think give us a call at home 0808 17 17 700 as the SFA dismiss Aberdeen's appeal to have the decision about Graham Shinney overturned to go back to three rather than four games we'll speak to uh, you about that shortly both of you Andy uh, and Barry Barry what's the situation with Ryan Jack at Rangers then an injury worry that's come up yeah as I've seen he's going about for three or four weeks I, I think that's a, a major blow I think Ryan Jack is so important to, to Rangers I think he's struck up a real good partnership with Raskin in the middle of the pitch um, so he's definitely going to be missing um, next weekend semi-final against Celtic which I think will, will hurt Rangers because um, Ryan Jack's a player um, that's got a lot of qualities um, I think he's got better as he's got older the only issue with Ryan is he's, he picks up some niggly injuries but uh, looking ahead to next week that's a that's a massive um, body blow to Rangers Andy because he's a big player for Rangers and he's been in good form I like him I like the way he plays I like his temperament uh, he does a lot of simple things he, he gives absolutely everything and I agree with Barry I think it's a, a big miss for Rangers especially getting into their, their biggest game of the season obviously let's hear a bit from Michael Beal I just think it's like we don't want people to appeal we're okay to ask a question the only thing I would say VAR we, we moan about what it does and doesn't do for us I think that we've seen less reckless tackles since VAR's come back in we should have less uh controversy really because everyone can see the thing back and the referees get the second opinion from the side obviously from the, the from from the guy behind the VAR monitor so I just feel in this situation I, I didn't see it I didn't see the incident but I'm thinking well if you appeal you should the ban should either be the ban or it gets reduced I don't see how it should be increased I think we're setting a dangerous precedence there Barry, he's agreeing with Aberdeen. They shouldn't increase it, should they, for Graham Shinney? But they did. No, it's a ridiculous rule um, that if you appeal, um, that you, you you get an extra game in, in top. It's something that needs to be looked at and hopefully it changes um, in, the, in the coming weeks. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. Um, I think if, if a player does make a, a hefty challenge or a bad challenge, the club would never appeal. And I think Aberdeen had the right of... I've said that I've watched the, the incident now on a number of occasions and I don't believe for one second that Graham Shinney went in to try and hurt the, the Ross County player. I think he went in 
Um, a f- yeah. fair force but he went in to win the ball and he certainly won the ball but obviously he's he's caught the guy on the, the shin um, no doubt about that um, and I thought Aberdeen were, were right to go on appeal but to get an extra game on top of the three game ban I think it's just a, a, rid- a ridiculous decision I thought it was a red card but I totally accept anyone who says uh, it's not and I think if you're Aberdeen I think it's entirely reasonable to say Guys, are you sure? Are you sure this is a red? Because this guy is a really important player for us. And we know he's going to get uh, banned. I don't think it was frivolous. I don't think it was time-wasting. And remember, this is a body, the SFA. We've got one of our busiest periods of the season over Christmas and New Year. They're not open to take anyone who has a potential appeal wasting time I mean who is kidding who here and I think uh, Stuart Kerwell got it right today he said they should show a wee bit more humility uh, and I, th- I would say that about all referees as well um, I think you should get together with the players I think the players could help the referees next season by giving their input and the players are the one that are, are on uh, they're on the end of these uh, decisions I think it would be wise just to get a flavour of, I don't know, maybe a few captains getting together and letting the referees know, letting the SFA know what they think of the introduction of our... That's a good thought from Andy and Barry. What do you think at home or on the way home from work? 0808 17 17 700 on the line now is Reagan. Good evening, Reagan. How are you? Paul, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on again. Good pleasure. What are you thinking tonight? I just want to speak about VAR first of all. I was listening to Andy there, yeah. and I listened to you on Wednesday speak about the words that the SFA used. I thought the words that they used was quite disrespectful as well, Paul. I mean, if you listen to James McFadden and Chris Boyd, those guys were on the television saying they've played the game and 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 it's not a, a, a red card. So I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know if Andy agrees, but I think VR is ruining football. Um, I was a big, I was a big uh, person that wanted it in, yeah. but I think for for me now it's now ruining the enjoyment for me. Regan, I was the same as you. I I, I wanted it to come in, and uh, I I don't think we've been helped by it. I think it's actually no. made the game more controversial and Barry made the the best point of all he said uh, something should be done about it and the only thing uh, you can get done about it is if the clubs get together it was the clubs that voted this through that you could get uh, an extra an extra game if you thought you were time wasting or or frivolous in in their words or there was absolutely no chance of winning I think it was debatable And I think if you're Aberdeen going into this stage of the season, knowing uh, how important that player is, I think it's entirely reasonable to just to say to the yeah. the panel, the judiciary panel, guys, are you sure? Are you really sure? And I, I think that was all they were doing. They treat the football community like the old days in school, isn't it? I yeah. don't think people are like that in it's, school it's anymore. Arrogant to behave yeah, like that. that. It's very arrogant. And, Andy thought it was a, a red card and that's fine but you didn't yeah. think it was frivolous to appeal it no. and Barry it certainly wasn't frivolous was it that's yeah, just I think if you listen to all um, pundits or people who have got an opinion about yeah. the, the, the tackle that Graham Shinney made it's split right down the middle um, and I think Aberdeen had every right to go and appeal but the, the problem I've got is when you appeal you get punished for appealing mm-hmm. 
which, yeah. is, that, which is not right. That's where the clubs should get together and say, as as uh, Michael Beale said today, it's it's unreasonable, it's unfair, it's unjust. Because if a player did make a ridiculous challenge, the club wouldn't appeal anyway. Sure. There's no. no doubt about it. If it went over the top and you're thinking, here, that, that's bang out order, you take your punishment to three games, but... I do think Aberdeen were, were right to, to um, appeal it. And, and Regan, the biggest point of all this week I thought was made by PFA Scotland and they said they've obviously spoken to the players and oh. they feel as though the players have, have lost faith in the, yeah. the, the, the way that VAR has been interpreted. I don't know what you think. And I think the biggest thing uh, was, Andy, when you were on Sky on Friday, you actually said the big problem is when Stephen they go over to the VR screen Everybody knows that every go change his mind That's because right. that they're, they're putting the they're putting the pressure on him. So mm-hmm. every single time they go over, I've not seen one referee that's changed his mind. Up, mm-hmm. I think there was one that referee that changed his mind at Tynecastle. Yeah, Barry. Uh, I, I was, yeah, I was yeah. watching the game on Friday, and Andy made a brilliant point when he was doing the commentary. Really? It looks <laughs> really. <laughs> You're in fine form Sorry, today, Paul. By the way, I must really. say, <laughs> when it's a still picture, it looks worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly, uh, when I was watching the game I'll be honest with you I don't know what you were thinking up in the, the stand I thought right it was fine you could see you catched them but when you actually slow it down and then when you get a still picture it does look the still picture is damning the yeah, still it, picture it of when you see O on the Sunday against Kilmarnock the still picture <laughs> looks horrible but you can't referee yeah, no. or, or make judgments on still pictures you have to see it 100%. In, uh, in full speed at full time Back to you in a moment, Reagan. One more from Michael Beale on the Graham Shinney debacle. Not seen the challenge. I'm not going to pull away from that. <laughs> I haven't seen the challenge, but um, what I would say is that I don't like this idea that you ask a question and then you get more. You know, the ban's the ban. You, you know, you're allowed to ask the question. I don't think you should be penalised more for asking a question. That seems, that seems a little bit harsh to me. I wouldn't want that for one of my players, for example. As I say, I haven't seen it, but either way, if you appeal, it's okay, you're asking a question, you shouldn't get penalised more. I, I, I think we need to look at that. Okay, more on that during the programme. Barry, you're I'm right. just laughing, My, Michael Beale said he hadn't seen the, the challenge. I'm sure yeah. he has seen the He was challenge. away in Rome, wasn't he? Yeah, I think <laughs> everybody's seen the challenge, let's be honest. Uh, Reagan, are you off to the match tomorrow? Celtic against Motherwell, three o'clock on a Saturday. Uh, Paul... Yeah, I'll definitely be at Celtic Park tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. I think Motherwell have actually done well under Stuttgart as well, mm. so I think they'll pose a difficult challenge. But um, I, I want to ask Barry, see so you going into these semi-finals, Barry, do you think Celtic will rest a few or do you think they'll be right up for it? Because um, I heard um, Mark, uh, he was talking last night about McGregor being the player of the year. And for me, I think, I think it's a time to rest McGregor because he's playing... 60 odd games a season Paul and I think if you, if you can rest him tomorrow because no disrespect but Celtic have 12 points clear now so even if they even if they, I think even if they draw the game they'll be 13 points ahead and I, I don't yeah. think Rangers are um, going to uh, throw it back so sure. I think this is the perfect chance to rest McGregor Good question Barry I must have misheard that I thought Regan meant next Sunday you can right. rest Callum McGregor if you want next Sunday I have no, no problem yeah, no, no, no problem Barry. you can rest him you can rest Jota Kyogo you can do whatever you want next Sunday um, no, yeah it'll think. be interesting to see um, what Postacoglu does but listen you've got eight days before the, the semi-final and I think if you ask any of the, the Celtic players they'll be desperate to play 
And your manager was asked about keeping the winning uh, record going. No, it's it's not a it's not a focus for us. Obviously, you know the the consistency of uh, the lads in terms of performance and results. Um, these kind of things get mentioned along the way, but you know we, we, we've been really good at just sort of focusing on what the next challenge is because the reality of it is all of that becomes irrelevant if we don't win tomorrow. You can look beyond tomorrow and say if we do this and that and the other, but unless we win tomorrow, all those kind of things um, dissipate. I think our main motivation and our motivation always is, you know, we want to play well tomorrow. You know, can we play our best football tomorrow, get another win, particularly at home in front of our supporters, score some goals and, uh, and get closer to our overall target, which is to win the title again. Andy Walker? Well, I think he's entirely right. He just wants to focus on the football. He wants to focus on winning. I think he always wants to play his strongest side. Uh, I don't think there's any chance of McGregor or anyone else being rested for t- before the cup final unless they've got a niggling injury. And you've got to remember, we're at a stage of the season now where you're going from Saturday to Saturday unless there's international games. It's You know, you can get a lot of rest uh, done in that, that week. You can get a lot of preparation. You can get a lot of fitness. You can get a lot of recovery. Uh, there's no, there's no European games, and I think the players will be itching to to get on that pitch at Hamden. Great point. Saturday to Sunday in Celtic's case, isn't uh, it? So course. you know, an extra day. Whereas normally you'll probably find the after the game yeah. tomorrow, we'll give them the Sunday and Monday off, and then start as a normal week, like the Tuesday mm-hmm. to the to the Sunday. Um, you could well, do the same. There's, yeah. there's that many games that they've played um, in a couple of days. Listen, doesn't he? affect your fitness levels you can take Monday off as well then just get ready for next weekend oh. how many days to go to the, the big game uh, what's your team then no not yet we'll get your team for Aberdeen Rangers tomorrow Barry's really looking forward to that one I think everyone is as well, oh, uh, well Regan what do you think is it no change at the weekend at the top with uh, Celtic and Rangers both winning what do you feel um, I'm going to go Celtic to win 4-1 mm-hmm. and I'll say Aberdeen Rangers I'll go 3-2 Rangers Again, well, Andy, you'd buy that one doing the game live. Well, you? always yeah. great to get goals. I mean, we got unbelievable drama last time we were up at Petodre for really? Aberdeen oh, Rangers. Yeah. Were you know two yeah. one two one to Aberdeen, and uh, the effect that it had on Aberdeen, I, I don't think it should be underestimated because no. it, it really killed their I don't know it killed yeah. a bit of their soul. Mm-hmm. I think it took them a long time to to recover, but you've got to credit the winners and uh, Rangers kept going. They didn't just get an equaliser. And if you see that goal in the in injury time from Scott Arfield, you see his reaction. He's he's not celebrating. He's running into the oh, net to get the ball, yeah. to get it back to the centre, thinking we could get a winner. That's a brilliant mentality. And one that you might see next week. And uh, the Celtic game you'll be at tomorrow, 4-1, did you say, you reckon? So the record could be on the record points. Yeah, I think um, I think one thing that's been missed, Paul, is I think Rangers have actually had a very good season. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen the start the other day that if Rangers points tally in, in, in any other season in the past has won the, the, the title. So I think in terms of um, Celtic, Celtic have only dropped something about five points in 33 games. I think like sometimes you just need to sit back and say the, the, the job that Postacoglu has done has been absolutely amazing. No question. Barry, you would agree? Yeah, yeah. Th- that's the problem Rangers have got. Celtic are in absolute um, fire just now. Even when they're not playing at the levels, they're still finding a way to win games. And for me, that's the sign of a, a, a top team. Um, and I think since Michael Beale's come in, there's no doubt Rangers have improved. But they'll need to improve even more 
um, Paul, and yeah. I keep looking forward to the the summer because I, I think it's massive for Rangers um, if they want to make sure they they try and um, take the the league trophy were, off Celtic. Were you surprised, Barry, to hear Michael Beale today talk about well, maybe Alfredo Morelos away, maybe Alan McGregor um, away, and obviously he's got targets. He was you know he was in Rome, mm. he was scouting for uh, players, obviously, and he's got other. Uh, targets, but it, it seems as though Morelos and McGregor. Uh, this is their their last um, their last few weeks. Yep, that's what I took from it um, when he mentioned it. And you, you look at the players that are on the pitch or were involved in the the eighteen. There's there's been a few rumours. Hadji, maybe Lundstrom going, maybe Kamara. But it looks to me that he's he's going to be keeping them. And um, obviously, Morelos for me is definitely away. I think yep. Ryan Kent will be away. Um, but you think McGregor still got it? I think that's a mistake. Oh, he definitely has. I would yeah. keep him another year, Andy. I, I know yeah. it's mixed between the Rangers fans. Yeah. But one thing is, a very good goalkeeper, you're not going to get a very good goalkeeper going out of contract. He's going to cost you a f- fair wacky money. And I think Rangers are better using that money for outfield players, i.e., central midfielder, wide player, centre uh, forward. Regan, we're out of time just now. Thanks so much. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Have a good oh, weekend, Regan. Oh, yep, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! The weekend is underway. It started at four with Gina with some great music and it continues with Andy Walker and Barry Ferguson and lots of your calls coming in. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 after a night in Europe where, well, it was a good night for Roma, good night for Juventus and for Leverkusen and the Conference League a good night for West Ham but Andy what a night it was for Man United defensive errors disaster astonishing and the remarkable stat was in each of the last what six seasons they've been knocked out by a Spanish side and I think uh, Sevilla are mid-table yeah they are it's astonishing and when you think what Man United have spent on their team in the last uh, couple of years um, but they deserved it the better team and I don't know what you, you think, Barry. The the that stadium with those supporters, obviously the weather's great, and every single one of them was wearing yeah. a white strip yeah. or a white t shirt. Yeah. It looked magnificent. Yeah, the the noise was fantastic. But how poor were Man United? I could not believe what I was watching. And, and the, the first goal, now I don't know who to blame. Is it De Gea mm-hmm. or Harry Maguire? Sometimes just put your foot through the ball and get it up the pitch. Yeah. See, you see Maguire, you know, give us it. He, he did ask for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He seems to think it is. <laughs> That's a problem. And De Gea's on what? 400, it's only 400 grand a week, you know, yeah. in the new contract. Would you give him a contract again? It it's, I know, the top keeper, but you do wonder. Just put your foot through yeah, it again. Absolutely. I, I didn't know whether he was trying to control it or clear mm. it. it. It just looked so it awkward. It was just a stud, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Big win for David Moyes, Glasgow boy. Um, There's a lot of talk about this might be his last season and it may mm. well be. But oh gosh, he'd love to go out, wouldn't he, with a, a win in this tournament in the yeah, semi-finals again? I think they've got a strong squad. They might be able to do it. They're up against uh, you know a couple of decent sides. Obviously, uh, what, Baal are still in there, Fiorentina. Yep. yep. And, and uh, uh, AZ, AZ Alma, they've so. got AZ haven't they or, yeah they have yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, be so that yeah. will be that would be a feather in his cap just to get a European trophy a lot of speculation yep. that Brendan Rodgers might go there to West Ham, to West Ham. could you see so that happening I could see that happening mm-hmm. uh, get a bit of money to spend a bit of London life and West Ham I don't know maybe getting a bit of, lift, of a lift from that but David Moyes has done a great job with them this has been a this is 
not been a good season, but last year I thought they were terrific. Absolutely. Um, Barry, what do you think? David Moyes, the... We don't know, but there's a bit of talk that he would go this summer. He's maybe done as much as he can there. Yeah, and listen, they've not had the best of seasons in terms of in the, the Premier League, but he's had a few injuries. And we actually watch, or do you look at West Ham's squad? He's got good quality players there. Um, so you always want to see Scottish managers yep. do well. Um, and and hopefully he, he's going to be there. But if he's not going to be there, I'm sure he'll get another job, David Moyes. Sure will. 0808 17 17 700. The football kicks off in a couple of hours actually isn't it just over two hours away and it's going to be down at Somerset Park where Andy you scored uh, a few goals penalties as yeah. well I remember so one, Ayr, one season there really yeah. enjoyed it Air against Queen's Park tonight huge game for both of them maybe yeah. especially for Queen's Park if they're going to come up as champions yeah I think especially for, for Queen's Air I think their best bet is obviously to try and get into the the uh, the playoffs but when you when you look at the table Queen's could go Top again tonight, albeit having played a, a game more than Dundee. But Dundee, I think, are up at Inverness tomorrow. That's a that's a tough one for them. And obviously, a win tonight for Air would take them into a, a playoff spot. Yep. Who do you think is going to win? I think Air can do it. You know, I think yeah. they've got a bit of something up front. Queens are Queens are certainly blowing hot and cold. Mm. So uh, I'll go for my old side tonight. Barry, who do you fancy at Somerset this season? Well, if Queens want to take it to the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queen's Park they need to make sure they go to Somerset Park and, and get the result um, I'm looking forward to it um, there's a couple of games on I'm going to be watching that Andy's an ex-Air United legend he's yeah. going to be tuning <laughs> in to Arsenal and Southampton um, so yeah. yeah I'll stick to the Scottish game and watch that <laughs> legend is that fair in that context you are no. in many clubs but it was one season I actually it? played yeah. against Andy when he was at that's right Yogi uh, Hughes was there as well was that right uh, no, no that was uh, he was just after me but you guys came down in fact Giovanni Van Bronckhurst I think yeah. he scored mm. Charlie yeah. Miller scored you beat us in a League Cup Tied, that 98 or 99? 99, 99 I think right. yeah. midweek night time I was at midweek I, I was there I was at the were game you? yeah yeah I was because I was yeah, running the radio station down there and doing a lot of Rangers well. games I you? went along to the game there's a few chants yeah. I remember <laughs> seriously yeah. no I was at that game right. yep but yeah, a, uh, bit of a, you a few years what's that yeah, yeah a, bit of <laughs> a little again, bit right. of treatment oh, it happens everywhere but yeah enjoyed it that was a long time ago so, I like going to the the old stadiums like yeah. Somerset Park Capolo yeah, I, I like this. The stadiums. proper old yeah, stadiums, aren't they? Old school. Yeah, two of the oldest ones there. So who's going to win tonight, Barry? In that one, who are you going for? It's going to be a close one. Um, I'm going to go Queens Park just to nick it because they, they have. Yep. they've got any aspirations of going up to the Premier League. They need to take it to the last game of the season. They sure have. Tomorrow, then it kicks off twelve thirty, isn't it? The Sky game are you yeah. you're on that one yeah, I'm on that one be. and uh, looking forward to it I mean I think you can see what Ross County are giving their manager but uh, every time I speak to Malky I think I've told you this before Paul they just they can't buy a goal mm-hmm. can't find a goal scorer they brought Eamon Brophy in he's picked up an injury they've got the young lad uh, Dylan Smith playing well at the back um, but Simon Murray is in and I thought he looked quite sharp last week against Aberdeen he was energetic he was running in behind Um but if you can't score, I mean, as well as you might be committed, you need to take your chances. They're not the type of team that create, you know, six, seven, eight yeah. chances every game. Uh, they've got to take a, a better percentage of them. And um, interesting one for Hearts because obviously yeah. it's uh, the first home game since they binned Robbie Nielsen, Stephen Naismith in charge after 
losing the Edinburgh derby last week. I think all the Hearts fans will be they'll be waiting to to see what type of performance they get. How do you think they will react to Snoddy's disappearance? Robert Snodgrass is gone. We see the stuff in the papers today. We talked about it yep. last night. He'll not say anything until later in the season. He wants to yeah, back the players. Yeah, because he wants them yeah. to concentrate sure. um, on the, the games in, in hand. Um, I, I'm just surprised. When I've seen Hearts, I don't know what Andy thinks. For me, Snodgrass was the main guy. He made them tick in the middle of the pitch. Um, so obviously some something's went on. And Snoddy will obviously, obviously sorry, come out at the end of the season and, and say his piece. But I think Ross County will go to Tynecastle and win that game. Do you? Yep, yeah. I do. Well, that yep. would be the shock of the weekend. Mm. I mean, it, it's funny because when you had Hearts as a stick-on third, mm. you look at everybody else uh, around them. I mean, they're only a point in front of St Mirren and yep. two in front of Hibs and even Livingston as well. I mean... It, it, it's extraordinary that they could fall away to I don't know fourth, fifth, or even Absolutely. sixth after the after the break if yeah. they don't get their act together. Top six Saturday tomorrow, isn't it? Celtic, as we know, ninety-one points. Rangers seventy-nine. Aberdeen on fifty. Hearts who were anchored at third for most of the season on forty-five. Saint Mirren just one point behind on forty-four. Hibs on forty-three, and Livingston against four on forty-two. We'll talk about the other games later. Let's go back to the three o'clock then uh, at Celtic. Celtic against Motherwell and Postacoglu speaking about the opposition yeah they're always a very competitive side anyway but Stuart's certainly uh, given them a real lift and yeah their form's um, you know been really good and, and um, they're actually creating a lot of chances uh, Chances, um, you know Kevin Van Veen's been outstanding up front for them so good challenge for us but um, you know we're at home and um you kind of know we haven't got too many more home games to go so we want to make sure that we put on a good performance for our supporters and as I said before um, you know edges us closer to, to our ultimate goal which is of course the title Greg Taylor has also been speaking about Motherwell and in particular the striker Kevin Van Veen I think it's important to uh, recognise no matter what team he's playing for to have them type of numbers it's, um, it's really really good he's had a great season he'll be a big threat in the game but We've got 11 players that are uh, also hoping to be a big threat in the game and we aim to focus on ourselves more than the opposition. Barry, where do you want to go on that one? Should we say Greg Taylor and his performance this season? Yeah, I'll be honest, Paul, when, when Celtic signed him for £2 million, I wasn't sure um, if he would cut it at Celtic, but fair play to him. I, I think he's one of Celtic's most consistent performers um, and, and credit to, to Greg Taylor. Um He's just that, uh, uh, listen, I think if he's fit, he's, he's, he's first choice, no doubt about that, um, at, at left back. And I think he's grew over the, the, the last, um, what's that, 20 months, mm-hmm. 21 months since Postacoglu has been, been in the door. So, yep, he's, he's um, the, the only issue he's got is international level where he's got Andy Robertson and, and Kieran Tierney. Guys like that, to, Josh to, Doig, yeah. Hickey, we've got a Hickey, yeah. So that's the, the issue he's got because yeah. he's a very consistent performer. Mm. He doesn't stand out too much, but what you get for Greg Taylor is a steady six, seven out of ten every single week. And Andy, with uh, you know the money spent on the Argentinian Bernabe, but it hasn't affected Greg Taylor in any way, and maybe made him better. Yeah, I think you're right. That's the point I was going to make. I think the fact that they signed such a a player like Bernabe, who had a good reputation, a lot of potential. I think what you have to say as well is Ange Postecoglou has improved uh, Greg Taylor as a player. I think he he really knows how to play that role. He knows how to get himself forward. His movement. Uh, how often you talk about a left back and his movement. 
but his movement into the middle of the pitch sometimes going out wide the, the timing of it is uh, is really quite special and he has really uh, I, I agree with Barry he's been one of the most consistent uh, Celtic players this season he's been really mm-hmm. terrific yeah, it does shoot up in that position. Um, I, I think it was one of the games Andy was covering. I think Boyd had says that he started as a central midfielder. Yeah. When he was a, a, a young kid. So you can so tell he's comfortable with the ball, his feet and Yeah, see when the, the centre-half fires and he's always in the half-turn. He's always mm-hmm. aware what's round about him, which uh, makes a difference when you're in the middle of the pitch. He's speaking a bit more. Let's get a bit more insight into him and his improvement. I think that the manager would be a big part in that. Uh, the system that we play is probably very suited to my strengths as a as a player. Um, I've enjoyed it. I think there's a lot I can still learn in the system and in my own game to improve. But um, yeah, that that would probably be the main. The, I've got coaches there that are so uh, keen to help and work with, and Kendall, Gavin, Harry. So. Um, yeah, I think uh, having these guys and having the manager's belief in you has probably been the main thing. Barry, he sounds like somebody that young boys and girls learning the game can listen to and identify with. You know, a, a West of Scotland Paul, boy. Paul, yeah. but you never stop learning. Yeah. But I retired at 37 and a half and I was still learning um, off my coaches. Yeah. That, that's the best way to be. If you, you think... still put a half on it even though you're 37. Yeah, I always put that <laughs> half on isn't it? Always put that half on because it sounds better, yeah, doesn't right. it? <laughs> um, but listen, I'm, I was a big believer. I think if you think when you're 30 or 31 or whatever Greg Taylor's age is, that you're, you don't need to learn anymore, then I think you'll, you'll, you'll struggle. So always like hearing um, players who have played the game for a number of years, always on about, they're still learning and um, they're obviously getting taught well off their, their, their coaches. They certainly are. The mentality of the squad, well, people know about it, it's legendary. They say we never stop. I think we were disappointed probably in our second half last week, if we're honest. But it's um, something that I think this team and squad of players have been really good at. We've been relentless and when we get the first goal or the second goal, we, um, we don't stop. And you see Kyogo, and I referenced this earlier on, is um, running all the way back to his own goal to defend it 3 or 4 nil up. So that's the mentality of the whole squad. It's the mentality of our attacking players. And uh, I think it is um, a big reason why we've been successful so far. And a good chat, isn't it, from the 25-year-old? Yeah, yeah and I, I remember seeing Kyogo doing that when Celtic were four goals up and he ran, he must have ran 50, 60 yards just to get a nick off the Kamarnock attacking player. And it, you're dead right, your teammates love to, to see that if everyone's you know pulling in the same direction, trying to put in as much effort as everyone else. Um, I think you can be inspired by that. And uh, this aspect about learning and becoming a better player, it's... It's the best thing to hear for, for any Celtic supporter. And I think when you look at, for example, someone like Anthony Ralston, who's not really played a lot recently, but since Ange Postecoglou has come in, he's also improved him as a player. When you look at his uh, his numbers, even the goals that he's got, the, the, the assists that he's given to, to his teammates. I know he's had a tough time with injury, but there's another one who wants to learn and uh, wants to get better after the break we'll speak to you about improvements for next season Andy at Celtic and Barry as well and for Rangers more from Michael Beale and from Todd Cantwell about what's coming up this weekend maybe the cup semi-final as well and the rebuild for next season The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors book your service MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go The weekend is here spring well and truly sprung the weather's been great here in Glasgow in the west hope you have a 
fantastic weekend and enjoy whatever you're doing playing sport uh, tomorrow morning I'll be out at uh, the Blantyre soccer team are playing up against East Kilbride tomorrow Barry so that's a big one yeah it's tomorrow it's in uh, Hamilton tomorrow morning right. yep soccer academy so the youngsters will be playing there and down at the Palace yeah, Grounds that's it yeah you played there a few times I yeah. was. Uh, I walked past there a couple of days ago yeah. hopefully they've cut the grass okay. the grass was a wee bit long <laughs> All right. um, yeah. so hopefully they've <laughs> cut the grass for the boys playing tomorrow South Lanarkshire Council please listen yeah. Barry was not happy <laughs> Andy what about you we'll get a busy I, I, weekend are you going to any boys I football games I am busy no I'm going tomorrow for the Hertz against Ross yeah. County and then just driving up to Aberdeen after that so oh, I'll see, up to uh, Aberdeen. see yeah. Crocs and look yeah. up there and get a wee bite to eat a couple of pints and yeah. Look forward to the Aberdeen Rangers the next day. <laughs> Straight do on, some yeah. Miles. yeah. Exactly, you do, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And Macklin Motors are uh, driving the Go Radio Football Show here. Paul Cooney, he's a good Ferguson. commentator. Andy Walker, Crocs. he is, isn't he? Yeah. Crocs, do you think? Do you think he is? Do you think he'll make it? Yeah. Oh, no, he's good. I, I started. Well, I didn't start him, but started out down in radio in Birmingham, and he was the commentator. Yeah. He's a Weymouth yeah. boy, but he's a West yeah. Ham fan, so oh, I know he is. Blowing bubbles, isn't he? Yeah, he's a terrific commentator, and he's mm. a great he, guy, isn't he? Yeah, Crocs. He, I think in yeah. his early days he worked with Bobby Moore at uh, oh, the radio station right, in London. Yeah. So he, he worked gold. with. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, he worked with a few good ones. Yeah, and of course down south today it's wear your strip day for the Bobby Moore Foundation. All right. So I saw Jim this morning wearing his Scotland. Simon was wearing uh, Newcastle and Stuart Pearce had an England top Jim on. wearing a Scotland top. He did, yeah. He looked, he looked good. He wore it well. Yeah, He'll be listening. He does quite often. I bumped into yep. Bobby Moore in Marbella. Yeah. It must have been yeah. late 80s, early yeah. 90s. And uh, you say, hi Andy, how are you? Yeah, yeah we, we yeah, did yeah. have a chat because yeah, it was something his wife was doing. They were, my wife was looking at uh, the same thing in the, yeah. the window and just started chatting. Uh -huh. Obviously, we got into the football very... Very quickly, but what a gent. What an absolute gent. I think that's what everyone says about mm -hmm. him. I met him when he was on the radio and yep. he, he was wonder he was absolutely wonderful. Uh, Barry, you wouldn't have met uh, Bobby oh. Moore, you know. And the Scotland fans gave him such stick as well, you know, when he came to Hamden. But it was a tribute yeah. and he was the England captain as they won the World Cup, which they never mentioned in nineteen sixty six. But the foundation will be raising a lot of money today, south of the border, for the favourite football strip. Uh, Barry, what's your favourite Ranger strip of all time? What was your the one you I showed you a, a few weeks ago. No, it was yeah. um, it was a V-neck the away strip. Mm -hmm. It was white with thin blue stripes. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think it was eighty three. Okay, oh, eighty four. Yeah. yeah, that was my first Rangers strip right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But I liked the the Celtic strip early eighties before you got all the. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was going to say I liked the Rangers <laughs> Ranger strip. Yeah, there's no, a headline. I certainly yeah. wouldn't be saying yeah. that. But no, if you right. if you're talking about early eighties, I remember that. Celtic so it was a v-neck mm -hmm. just with a white v uh, the badge I think it was an umbro but no uh, advertising no that's right and of course it was a, it was a team that I was watching where McCluskey McGarvey Nicholas Proven uh, mixed day all that it was uh, great times some great players what do you think uh, no it's not in Scotland today I think it's south of the border but a lot of money being raised we're looking forward to the games tonight so we mentioned that one Air against Queen's Park we'll be watching that and of course down south as well Arsenal are they going to win the title or are Man City going to do it but back here in Scotland let's look forward to well Sunday's big game Super Sunday 
4.30 kickoff. doesn't happen very often. Aberdeen against Rangers. And Barry, you were just saying how much you love playing in that game at Pataudry. Um, Michael Beale, looking forward to the game. and uh, He's talking about playing the Dons. Listen, the games against Aberdeen, certainly up at Pataudry, are always feisty. I think Barry's gone in at a difficult time and done really well. And now all of a sudden, they find themselves probably where they wanted to be at the start of the season. You know, they're, they're in third place and, and that European place is, it, it seems that is in their hands now obviously with six league games to go they'll want to end strongly Barry's been behind the scenes at the club for a long time he knows the squad he knows the club inside out I think it will be a good game second versus third uh, we seem to every away game at the moment be going to the informed team when we go away but our away form has been really strong I'm looking forward to the trip and uh, I think it'll be a good game Barry no Ryan Jack out for three to four weeks Scott Wright is back Goldson and Kent not yet available what kind of lineup are we going to see tomorrow? I think it'll be um, virtually the same lineup that played against St Mern, um at, at the weekend um, Goldson and Kent are uh, listen to Michael Beale are definitely going to be available for, for next Sunday but I think it will be the same lineup um, as that played against um, St Murn but it's a game you should be looking forward to listen it's it's hostile when you got there no doubt about it it's um, I can't repeat but some of the things yeah. that are, are screamed at you and, and whatever but I didn't mind that listen that, that was all part of it um, How was it with the players? Yeah, against the Aberdeen players. Yeah, how were they? Was, oh, they, they were always up for it. It mm. was, um, it was roll your sleeves up time. No doubt about it. The, the hospitality when you walked in, the, the staff connected the Aberdeen were, were were excellent. But it was um, the fans outside and then inside the stadium. But again, listen, Paul, that that's the way it was. Listen, yeah. it, it never, it never, never bothered me. It just motivated me even, even more. And always enjoyed um, going up there. It wasn't always. I'll be honest with you very rarely was it a good game of football really it was a yeah. real scrap um, and you had to be up for it if you weren't up for it um, you, you would get punished so Rangers need to be ready because um, Barry's doing a fine job up there um, and if Rangers go up there and they think they can just turn up the way you talk about Aberdeen Rangers is uh, it reminds me of the way you know Billy McNeil would address us when we went to Tynecastle because mm. we always felt mm. Tynecastle I don't know, maybe, I don't know if Rangers think Aberdeen want to beat them more than anyone else. I think I they do. Think well, that, yeah. We, we had this impression at Hearts were, uh, Hearts were a decent side, you know, great competitors, uh, really good players, but Billy was always on about, you know, Barry's talking about a, a football game, Big Billy was always on about just win the battle first mm -hmm. and it might take you 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 minutes you need to battle with them, but eventually... He always believed we had better players and eventually we would score. And we did have a good record at uh, Tynecastle. And in all honesty, Rangers have got a fabulous record at uh, Pataudry last... Is it the last, last 11 or 12 they're, they're unbeaten? You'll know for Sunday at 4.30. Crocs will tell me. Todd Cantwell's in for a baptism of fire up there. It's important for the for what we want in terms of the league, but really, you know, football's a strange game. So, you know, you, you could lose at the weekend and win next weekend, and, you know, it, it, there is really no sort of follow-on. I think it'll be two different games. I think the way we're looking to play against Aberdeen may slightly differ to how we'll play against Celtic. So I think, like I said earlier, we've got to prep for the game ahead of us and, and we'll move on to Celtic next week. One of the things that came out yesterday was that Michael Beale had been in Italy, in Rome. It wasn't uh, the other day, it was last weekend. And he was asked about it today when he faced the media. I've been off working for the club and, and, and doing my job and, and off watching games. We played Saturday 
uh, which is nice when we play on a Saturday. It gives me a chance um, at this stage of the season when it's Saturday to a following Sunday to go out and, and maybe meet some contacts or watch some games. And uh, yeah, that's what I was doing. The life of a manager at the top, Barry, you have to be all over the place. Yeah, yeah. and I, I like that from a manager that actually wants to go and see games with his own eyes instead of his, his scouting department um, doing that. I have no issue at all. Um, I, I actually quite like that. So um, he knows how important the summer recruitment is, uh, Paul, no doubt about it. And that gives him, as he said, a Saturday game gives you the ideal opportunity because there's plenty of games on Sunday to go and, go and watch them and, and hopefully see a player that can definitely strengthen Rangers. I see he posted a picture outside the Coliseum. Could be a bit like Hamden next week. You know, a real you know, a battle, a football battle between two really good teams. Looking forward to that. Recruitment's uh, big in his mind. That has to be with the changes coming at Rangers. A bit more from the manager? Really well. Um, I'm really comfortable with where we're going. It's, it's early in the window. Window shuts on the 1st of September, so it's a long, long window. It's clear that we want to have most of our work done early. When, we, when we've done that in the past, it's always led to a strong pre-season, a strong season. We know at the early part of the season there's European qualification in terms of the Champions League, which is really, really important. So uh, there'll be some new faces on the first day of pre-season and that's almost your first stage of recruitment to make sure that players are in. And then there's a second phase, which is the player trade and that happens between July and September. Uh, all of those plans um, have been written, have, are in place, and the talks are ongoing. Andy? Well, in an ideal world, you want all your players in because Rangers' biggest games of the season are the Champions League qualifiers. We spoke about it at the start of this season and how well Giovanni Van Bronckhurst did getting Rangers through to the Champions League. Obviously, it wasn't successful, but the money that it generated was uh, enormous. And uh, that was on the back, of course, of uh, Rangers getting to a, a Europa League mm -hmm. final. So, I mean, you can feel it now. There's no, there's no, um, there's no European football in Glasgow. There's no games to look forward to, which uh, you know we've all enjoyed over the last number of years. But European football is crucial for players' development, but also it is so important for the clubs to generate a bit of money. I believe on Sky this afternoon when he was interviewed individually, he did talk about the future and he referenced the Morellas and the goalkeeper, yeah. Alan McGregor. And it sounded as though... Yeah, just possibly yeah. that they might not be there next season. And that's what Barry and I were talking about earlier on. Yeah. And uh, I don't think any of us are surprised about the Morelos one. It looks as though he's wanted to go for, for some time. But uh, the one about McGregor will probably divide uh, opinion. I mean, he's been fantastic, but he is 41. And, you know, Rangers needed a keeper, I think, last season. And when Alan McGregor signed, I thought, well, he'll be the number one. And it was just a big surprise that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst went for John McLaughlin as his number one. So I think clearly they need to bring in a, another goalkeeper this summer too. Do you think GVB regrets that at the start of the season, that he didn't make Alan McGregor the number one? Possibly. Um, I think there were games where um, Barry will tell you when you're playing big games you sometimes come under the cosh or even when you're dominating games and can't score your, your opponent might get one chance and Alan McGregor time and time again came up with a big save it was a big moment at an important time and it gives the team a platform to go and you know take advantage of a, 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 a save where the opposition are thinking that must be a goal. Mm. And then eventually you win the game 1-0. It just shows you how many points uh, a really good goalkeeper can win you over the course of a season. 
in my opinion it was the wrong decision no no doubt about it I was very surprised um, that, that John McLaughlin got the, the nod as Rangers number one listen John McLaughlin's a good goalkeeper I've always maintained that but Alan McGregor's a top goalkeeper and top goalkeepers win you games Paul I've always said that 12-15 points a season so it'll be interesting to see um, the next couple of months what actually happens with, with Alan McGregor does he decide to hang the, the gloves up or does he stay on for another season because um, if Rangers are to sign a new goalkeeper mm. I would imagine it would cost a, a few quid because mm. um, good goalkeepers don't come out of contract and keepers from down south have been mentioned and that's where he's been most of his career Michael well, Bale I, I, yeah. I did, can I go on there, there yeah, has please. been one goalkeeper mentioned Jack Butland mm -hmm. he was a young goalkeeper when I was at Birmingham did he go to Stoke? Went to Stoke, he was at uh, Crystal Palace, now he's at uh, Manchester United. Um, right. He's out of contract in the summer, so that could be an option. I've seen that um, come up last week, so that may be, may be, be an option for, for Rangers going forward. Here's somebody you played against many times, Barry, and uh, Andy, you watched him and commentated many times. In the Scottish Sun, it's just been released, Henrik Larsson is back, called onto a UEFA panel of what experts... Play? No. <laughs> to debate the future of VAR in Europe. Uh, Robbie Keane's on it. I'll tell you who else. Uh, Jose Mourinho, Fabio Capello, Carlo Ancelotti and Roberto Martinez, the former Motherwell star and of course the uh, ex-manager of uh, Belgium. So yeah, Henrik Larsson on a UEFA panel. You're relieved, Barry, he's not back playing. It was some battles <laughs> you against you know, him. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you, he was phenomenal. He was. When we played against him, um, he was the main topic. Stop him. Was it? Yeah. Stop him. Yeah, Celtic had so many top class players, but he he was a difference. And if you kept him quiet, you were certainly in with a better chance of, of winning the game. And, and what I liked about him, Andy obviously was a centre forward. You, you could go and, and give him one. Yeah. Like an elbow, whether you, you go through the back of him. But one thing about him is he just jumped up. He never, ever complained. I mean, Barry, I, I really enjoy doing my, my commentaries now looking at the football, yeah. but when I think back to those early 2000s <laughs> where Celtic Rangers both had absolute quality, they were great games to, to cover at home and in Europe. You know, Champions League, I can remember working with STV and you had um, Tuesday Celtic playing, mm -hmm. Wednesday Rangers playing and uh, the, the reverse the, the following month. It was, it was a great time to be covering Scottish football when Celtic Rangers were unbelievably strong together. We bit more on that after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 
The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistleberry Road, Hamilton. Let's go! So in the last couple of hours, Aberdeen have appealed the appeal and asked for the four-match ban on Graham Shinney to be reconsidered, but the SFA have said no. Barry Ferguson is here, Andy Walker, and we're taking your calls, 0808 17 17 700. Andy, it's too much there to read out, and we're a Glasgow radio station, and Aberdeen will be going crazy about it, but the SFA are just not having it. I'm just trying to summarise some of it here. I'm not sure if you've managed to during the news, but... Um, yeah, they say a number of points. In summary, the claimant's written submission, that's Aberdeen, was that the player pivots and chases down the loose ball and prepares to make contact, which at the time, no way was near to his opponent. He does not lunge in any shape or form, doesn't engage in any tackle. There's too much actually to read out here, Andy. Yeah, they're basically it, saying yeah. it was entirely unreasonable and implausible. That's the language that the SFA use. So... Um, absolutely rejected a waste of time is there something in that forget the waste of time I think fact, I think yeah. it's an arrogant statement yeah. I yeah. think it's entirely reasonable for any club it's not as though the, the appeal is heard and they're, they're missing a game so that Graham Shinney can play and I know that that has happened yeah. uh, in the past but I'll highlight again that this judicial body will not sit over Christmas and New Year and we're talking about the whole of Scottish football yeah. it's a really busy sure. period Non-stop. and if you if you want to appeal uh, you won't be able to until they get back from holiday it's ridiculous crazy the referee provided a statement explaining the act which he decided was serious foul play Barry well this statement you'll need to give me five or ten minutes <laughs> to read through it Paul the length of it takes us back to our higher yeah whatever <laughs> it's uh yeah, there's a lot in it. So, but I think yeah. what you highlighted earlier about Henrik Larson being on some sort yeah. of panel with Robbie Keane and Jose Mourinho, Fabio Capello and mm. Carlo Ancelotti, as well as Roberto Martinez, who mm. played at, at Motherwell, I think they're going to look at issues like VAR. They're going to look at the handball law, I'm sure. I don't know what they want to do about player behaviour. I, I must say, I don't think player behaviour, maybe the fact that a number of teams have had a number of players surrounding the ref maybe yeah. they want to, mm-hmm. to look at hands that hands on the referee and the linesman yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and that has been you know that's been the, yeah. the, there was uh, Bruno Fernandes who did it at sure. uh, Anfield nothing yeah. happened and then of course Mitrovic, Mitrovic. and he got an 8 game ban so there, there, there might be something along those lines what about that UEFA panel Barry you like the look of it some I mean some great former players people steeped in football yeah, and Andy makes a good point. There's a, a bit of yeah, Scottish there. Hermit Larson, yeah. Robbie Keane, obviously playing um, both of them playing at Celtic. Uh, Martinez um, actually played against them when he was up here at Muddle. But then you look at the other names. These are guys who know football inside out, and that's the type of guys you want on panels. Yeah. These guys will be reasonable, yep. and they will, they will only do things that will help. Will benefit the football. game. Yep. Was he a good player, Roberto Martinez? Yeah, he was a tidy yeah. central mm-hmm. midfielder. Yep. Been a good manager, but uh, you feel as though, I don't know, maybe missed the boat there at uh, Belgium because they had, that was their, what, their golden generation. You always felt as though they, they might do better at major tournaments, but didn't work out that way. Portugal manager now. Of course, yeah. I, I mean, again, Portugal. Great country to manage, Barry, isn't it? So many great players who've come through. Ronaldo, is he... Are we going to see him? He's still playing. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's still playing. I don't know how many caps or how many goals he's got, but he's, he's still going strong. In the Middle East, of course, if you ever get there, you might look him up and you can all chat with him. Um, 
he's been some player, hasn't he? Messi, Ronaldo, who's the greatest ever? Well, here, who's going to be the greatest in the cup next weekend? Is it going to be Inverness or Falkirk? We'll talk about the countdown in the coming week. Looking forward to that. And then on Sunday, 1.30 kickoff, isn't it? Hamden Park. Rangers against Celtic or Celtic against Rangers. I'm not sure who the home team is, Sandy. It's uh, via play, isn't it? So you, yes, d- you they don't always sort use out. the same dress rooms. Do they? Yeah, oh, Rangers right? will be in the, okay. the home and Celtic and oh, the away. Is that a deal? No matter how they draw come out. Right? I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, but it was always that ah. way. Maybe they're both happy with the dressing rooms that they're they're used to. Tradition. Certainly yep. yeah. Celtic are happy with the dressing rooms they've won a few times <laughs> there recently. <laughs> Wonder what's going to happen next weekend, but a lot to look forward to this weekend look it's different isn't it when there's 12 points in it it definitely is um, it's not the same as if it's 6 or 3 or whatever um, Celtic will win the title it'll be a question of how many and from Rangers they, they want to keep it going so tomorrow against Motherwell they want to keep that record unbeaten at home and then for Rangers you don't want to lose momentum on the way to a cup semi-final let's hear from both managers because there is some injury news uh, tonight at just after 6 here's Ange Postacoglu with his update for tomorrow Cameron's trained all week or play tomorrow the only reason he didn't play last week was because of the surface. I mentioned that before the game. So he's uh, he's trained all week and ready to go. And, um, yeah, from a fitness perspective, uh, nothing else changes. All the other lads uh, are closer but um, and training, but uh, won't make this weekend. Andy, do you expect much change from last weekend? Big win at Kilmarnock? No, I think what you saw in the second half, given that the game was won after 20 minutes or so, I, I think you saw, as Greg Taylor mentioned, maybe a drop in the level of performance. You saw Ben Summers coming on. Great uh, moment for him. Rocco Vata coming on. The South Korean striker, oh, when, you know, Jurgen Klinsmann there. But, um, yeah, Celtic weren't the best in the second half, but the game was won after 20 minutes and maybe understandable that they took their foot off the gas because at one point, honestly, I thought we were looking at another Tannadice, Dundee United, when Celtic scored nine and uh, that was the way it was looking for a while, but credit to Kilmarnock, they, uh, they, they stopped the rot. It was an explosive first half hour from Celtic, wasn't it, Barry? Yeah, it could have been anything once mm. that fourth goal went in after 27 minutes. Um and then fair play to Derek as I'd mentioned earlier on in the week he made that double change and that took the sting out of the game Paul and it certainly made a difference to the Kilmarnock team they were, they were a bit better in the second half but um, Celtic were an easy street they, they maybe took their foot off the gas a wee bit but that that again as Andy just mentioned there, that could have been anything it was just waves of attack waves of attack and, and Kilmarnock were all over the place So Celtic against Motherwell tomorrow. Rangers uh, on Sunday, 4.30. Michael Beale, the biggest team news probably is that Ryan Jack is out for three to four weeks. Um, Scott Wright's back. Here's the manager. Wright will be back. Uh, Young Lowry also is on that injured list, has not returned to training yet. We'll return to light training tomorrow, but I'm expecting Scott Wright back yet. Connor and Ryan Kent will make next weekend. Uh, Tony will be touch and go. Barry, what do you make of it for Rangers, Goldson and Kent? It's not going to be tomorrow or Sunday. Yeah, I, I think both of them are fit. Um, they, they, they start next week, no doubt about it. The, the big blows, you mentioned it earlier on in the programme, is, is Ryan Jack. I think he's so important um, to Rangers. Um, he just anchors in the middle of the pitch there. He knows the game, he keeps it very simple, but he protects uh, very well Ryan Jack so yeah that's a that's a body blow for, for Rangers missing Ryan Jack um, certainly for next week let's hear a bit more from the manager about this weekend we'll play the strongest team that's available this weekend for this game how we see we want to play 
Uh, I'm not a massive believer in that. Is seven or eight days between the games. I think we have, in general, momentum uh, over the last number of games. We've played well, we've scored goals, and I just want to continue with that for the moment. And Andy, he was asked about the future of uh, Ryan Kent. I think they're in an embargo at the moment, so whether that's going to be lifted or not, but no, I don't know anything about that. You know, me and Ryan see each other every day. We're fine with where everything's at at the moment. There's no news on Ryan's future, and... When there is, I'm sure it'll be announced officially. There's going to be a lot of rumours because he's a player out of contract and he's a good player. If you're running Rangers, Andy, you think, I never want a couple of years like this where a contract runs down and the club don't have control. Yeah, and it's something that uh, Michael Beale has has walked into. I mean, this should have been addressed when Ryan Kent had a couple of years left and he he was worth a considerable amount of money because he was performing not only for Rangers at home, but he was doing it on the European stage when Rangers had uh, a really good run of of victories there. But um, yeah, it's happened, and it, the the likelihood is he'll probably go uh, for free, and uh, that's a poor bit of business. But if you're looking at the game, um, I think I'm right in saying that Rangers have won six and drawn five of their last eleven visits to Petardry. So that takes you back a few years. Mm-hmm. And it tells you that um, it's not really. I, I mean, Barry's highlighting the, yeah. you know, the the edge to the game, and I'm sure there'll be that on uh, on Sunday as well. But Rangers tend to go up there and, and do well. The manager spoke a bit more about the recruitment coming up at Rangers. No, like two things: looking at players every minute of every day since I come in in November. It's what I love to do. I love recruitment. I like looking at new players. I want to be excited coming in. I've, I've said to you since the very first interview that there will be change and and you ask me every time I sit here and every week I say yeah there will be change we're getting closer to that I've been heavily involved Uh, Ross is more of the guy that would oversee recruitment and and they would bring lists but I obviously have my own list we combine it all Ross would deal more with the agents and and the negotiation side I would deal more with the player in terms of where does he fit? What do I want from him? And Todd would be able to explain all that to you from the process he went through. Uh, okay, so Ross is not here. I have someone else doing the negotiation part and I go on the road and meet the players as I've always done. So uh, I'm a little bit more busy, maybe 10%, but we've got really good infrastructure and really good staff here. So Ross leaving is not as big as maybe one or two would make out. Barry, you can tell his enthusiasm for finding new talent. Yeah, and he's yeah. very hands-on. <laughs> That's what you want um, from a manager. He, he's very keen. He knows how important the recruitment is in the summer. He wants to um, sit in front of them, which I think is so important for a, for a manager. Um, and for me, um, there's been a lot of um, people talk about who is making the decisions. For me, it's clear that it's Michael Beale that makes the final decision and who comes in um, at Rangers. And, and that's with, with it, it brings a bit of pressure, but I think that's what managers want. I mean, yep. Ange Postecoglou, I think, has, has maybe changed the the, the signing um, system maybe that uh, Celtic had over a number of years where they were, they were giving Brendan Rodgers some players. And you could tell that was frustrating for, for Brendan Rodgers and one of the reasons that that he eventually left but um, I think yeah, managers are happy just to accept that extra bit of responsibility and just say yeah these are all my players I scouted them I signed them off I made sure it would happen and then you you take it from there if the if the team are doing really well then you are the one who's who's getting all the plaudits and equally it's you the one you're the one that will get any criticism if 
if uh, any signings don't work. I don't think you can get every single no. signing right every time. I've, you know, obviously one or two might slip by, but you need a higher success rate than Rangers have had recently. But he's made a decent start, Andy. I uh, think so. Uh, you know, with. But you know, what it, uh, you know what it's Ruskin. like, Paul. You need to win a trophy. So what will the Rangers fans think if Celtic win again next week? Because you, you'd be getting into the realms of a, hang on a minute, have Rangers got a, an inferiority complex when they come up against Celtic because they beat every other team, but they can't seem to beat Rangers. So that will be the accusation thrown at them uh, if Celtic win again next weekend. Well, Barry, you would bristle. If if they were saying that about you and your team, you'd be like, well, we will show you on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's the way it's looking at this moment in time. So Rangers have another couple of games. But ne- next week, I said it um, last week or, or um, the week before the, the old firm game a couple of weeks ago, sorry, should I say. It's not a, a must win. They have to win next Sunday, Paul. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'll look forward to it. Um, I expect um, a better Rangers performance in terms. Of, I thought the aggression was really good, but I want to see more in the in the final third. I think that's what Rangers lacked certainly at Celtic Park um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so they they got the aggression side of it right, but it's trying to get the both the sides it together and. And hopefully they can do that next next Sunday. But in terms of recruitment, it's important. They can't allow this to happen again. They've got a couple of players that spring to mind. Lundstrom and Kamara, who have got a year left come the summer. If they don't want to keep them, or they players don't want to sign for Rangers, they need to be selling them and bringing a bit of money in. They can't allow a player, Ryan Kent, who costs seven million quid, that's what Ryan Kent costs, to let that go out the door and a free transfer is, is bad business. Morelos is a bit different because yeah. he was a million pounds, so it's no, that doesn't hurt you that much, but they can't allow it to happen going forward ever again. Yeah, and you've still got, I mean, you can still hang. Anyone who wants to leave, if they've got a year to go, you can still say, well, they were part of that run to a UEFA final. They can do it domestically. They can do it in a European stage. And, you know, sometimes that's worth a bit of money. Sure is. Let's hear a bit more from some of the players. Todd Cantwell, what does he think of Michael Beale? The reason I came here was because of the manager, really. So, you know, as far as, you know, the bits and pieces that we talk <laughs> about day in, day out, and, you know, the, the bits that you're seeing from me now, like I said earlier, where I have a little bit more freedom and, and bits and pieces like that. You know, it's exactly what we plan for. So, you know, that I know the best of me is still to come, but I'm enjoying myself at the moment. Andy, he's getting stronger more acclimatised to Scottish football I have seen him in a couple of games he looks to be sharper fitter he looks to be the type of player who was having an impact for for Norwich all those years ago albeit on a much more competitive stage but uh, you need to start doing it on the big occasion so you know the the game next week the game this weekend obviously is a big one but it doesn't really mean anything in terms of the the title challenge The, the big game and where you will get the Rangers supporters believing that you're a special player as if you can do it um, next weekend at Hamden yeah very elegant footballer I like him um, but guys who play in the forward areas need to score goals he, he showed against St Man. they runs into the box that's what he needs to be doing more often having a pop on that goal sorry more often and I think Michael Beale says that after the game he's He's putting a bit of pressure on him. Mm. Um, but Cantmel looks to me if he can handle that pressure. But Rangers have, have found a, 
a right decent player in Cantwell there. And the other big player he's brought in is Raskin. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, really like him. I like the fact as he wants a ball all the time. Even if he gives the ball away, which is very rarely, he'll want it back as soon as possible. So that shows me a guy that he's, um, he's he wants to take responsibility. He's got a feisty bit in him as well. Um, he doesn't mind getting wired in, but he's a real good football player. And again, never cost a lot of money, Paul. And you can find players for uh, that sort of, what was it, one and a half million pound? Um, so there is good players out there if, if um, you search far and wide. And that's certainly what Rangers have done in January. We can't well in Raskin. They've brought in very good players. Um, so that bodes well for um, the summer recruitment Andy Ewan Crocs can't miss him he wears the socks a bit different doesn't he Raskin Raskin, <laughs> Raskin, <laughs> Raskin uh, sorry, oh, sorry. Crocs pardon him he, he went up and asked him what's your yeah. name how do you pronounce it always courteous uh, Crocs but yeah I agree with Barry I think I like the way I like the way he wants to get on the ball he's got a nice touch about him he's very elegant and uh, Rangers need a player like that who can control the tempo uh, short passing, long passing, someone that can create a chance or two. And you need runners, you need people um, uh, to be on the end of his passes. So it's all a, it's all a bit of a mix. And that's why I think uh, Michael Beale wants to get those, what, four, five players in to just to completely change the outlook of this Rangers team from middle to front. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I said during the week, I, I think it's another centre back, a central midfielder. Mm -hmm centre forward and a wide player and it looks to me if it's going to be a, a goalkeeper so Michael Beals maintained that it's four or five players and these four or five players need to be coming straight into yeah. the starting 11 oven ready they, they're not yeah, going to be they've got yeah, to be yeah. they, they, they can't be, uh, be coming in and Projects. making the numbers up no no, no chance they've got to be coming in and, and ready to get right into that starting 11 and I like what he says he wants his business done early that's what you've got to do. Get them in the door the first day of pre-season. Get them used to their teammates, the surroundings, the pressures that, and the demands that come with playing with, with, with Rangers. It's Barry Ferguson, Andy Walker, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 and you can join the conversation at Go Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Some huge games this weekend in the Cinch Premiership. Kicking off tomorrow at 12.30. Hearts against Ross County, Tynecastle. Three o'clock, Dundee United against Livingston. Livy still looking maybe top six. Dundee United looking for survival. A win would be three in a row for them. St. Johnson dragged into it, lost the manager in the last week. They're up against Hibs. Lee Johnson triumphant for the first game in 10. Derby in 10, a win for Hibs last weekend. And what about St. Mirren against Kilmarnock? Andy Walker, Barry Ferguson, that will be some game ahead of Aberdeen against Rangers on Sunday. Barry St Mirren against Killy for different reasons. Massive West of Scotland derby. Yeah, and it's a sellout yeah. as well. Um, and the St Mirren fans are, are going to come out in force for their, their team who have, let's be honest with you, um, had a brilliant season. You asked me at the start of the season and they were my tip to, to get down and they've certainly proved me wrong. I think Stephen Robinson's done a fantastic job um, he's got a, a certain way of playing he's got some decent players so for me yep they win that game tomorrow Paul you someday, sometimes wonder Barry what do you know about football it's strange isn't it yeah. you know, everyone I, said that St Mirren would struggle yeah I, I thought that I don't know what Andy thinks but I've got to be honest with you the boy in the middle of the pitch O'Hara who's been about he was at Kilmarnock Muddle he's been down south what a season he's mm -hmm. had 
uh, and his two finishes last week against Rangers uh, were exceptional. I know a lot of people going about the first one. I thought the second one was just as good. Yeah, he's a he's a player important. And you always need that goal scoring threat yeah. from the middle of the park. But you talk about Simon and then I, I'm just my eyes have been drawn to Kamarnock away from home. So they've played yeah. what sixteen games. Mm-hmm. They've played sixteen games away from home and they've scored six goals in sixteen games. Oh, wow. They've got two yeah. points away from home I mean they're away from home again tomorrow up against a St Mirren side who are flying it's hard to make a case Dupont yeah, it's terrible isn't it it's worse than Eurovision yeah. <laughs> two points away from home and Derek will be raging because we all know Barry's such a great manager he'll probably keep them up or will he is, is the away oh, form do you know what I said a couple of weeks ago I, I fancied Dundee United but they've had two brilliant victories mm-hmm. Um one against Tibbs, which I, I thought was a horrible game to watch, if I'm being honest with you. But listen, he got the, the, the three points and he's went to a place where it's uh, tough to, to win and that's for Parton, get a great 2-1 victory. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the bottom the bottom four are in, it, in the mix and it could be any one, of the, any one of the four that's going to finish bottom. Who is going to go down, I wonder? We ask you every week, Andy. We asked you at the start of the week. Well, still... uh, Ross County can he score? And if you can't score, I think you're really struggling. Uh, they would be obviously favourites now to go down, but just wouldn't rule it out getting a surprise result. And if there is a decent time to go to Tyne Castle, uh, a team that have won 10 of their, what, 15 games there, it maybe is tomorrow when they've changed the manager. Uh, the supporters are a wee bit unsure about what's happening there. And uh, Ross County fighting for their lives. Anything they can get tomorrow would be uh, a bonus if they, if they get a point they would certainly come off the foot of the table at least for a couple of hours because they've got a better uh, goal difference than both Kilmarnock and Dundee United mm. Malky's team talk will be see the first 15-20 minutes let's keep them quiet and then you know what the, the Hearts fans are like they, they go on their, their back pretty quickly yeah. and they're a team suffering with, with, with confidence just now um, Hearts so yeah, that's why I've said I, I fancy Ross County to go there and win the game mm-hmm. We'll go through all the games later, but okay, right, oh, no, no, sorry. no, 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 I was going to do that one. <laughs> yeah. No, Barry's gone with that one. What do you think, Andy, then? Because you'll be doing it tomorrow on Sky. I think Hearts can win. I think yeah. they need to give a performance for their new manager. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how um, Stephen Naismith gets on. I think we were all a bit surprised with Robbie going, but when you see the reaction from the supporters, it's a bit like St. Johnson. When the supporters turn against you, and they're, they're not with you, then the, the board will always look to make a change. So um, it's a big game for Stephen Naismith tomorrow because if he doesn't win that one, hang on a minute, we've changed the manager. Yeah. We're talking about going for third. He's played it down. We've played two games and lost to our biggest rivals and then the team at the bottom of the league. It wouldn't look good for Stephen Naismith if he don't win. I think everyone wants to see what uh, or hear what is said. Uh, That's why I was, say. I was surprised that sorry I'm talking about Stephen Naismith. I yeah. was surprised that um, he, his interview when he done his his presser. Yeah. The, mm. the reason why I thought Robbie Nielsen got sacked was because they wanted to finish in third. Mm. Yeah, and then Nazi saying it's not about finishing in third place. What was so that about? Then? It kind of baffled me. The well, the, the chief executive said it's all about finishing third. Yeah, exactly. So, Which means five to six million pounds. I think we yeah. get that. We understand. It's a yeah, lot of money. Yeah. You've then got to get third, haven't you? Yeah. Well, when you make a change, yeah. surely you must have a plan. You can't just think, okay, we'll stick with one of the coaches that are there. We'll get rid of one of the other coaches and 
and that that will make it fine. So, given the what's at stake, I, I thought if they're going to make the very serious uh, change, they would you know have a, a manager in place to to try and give them that new manager bounce. Let's uh, look first of all now then to tomorrow's games. Let's go to Celtic uh, against Motherwell. Uh, Ange Postacoglu has been speaking about one of the newer players who has impressed when you've seen him. It's Iwata he's talking about. Yeah, Tomoki, or Tomo as the boys are calling him, he's just a really strong-willed, determined footballer who I always knew would, would always try and, and be the best he can be. So even before I brought him in here, I knew that he would add to our environment just the way he goes about things. And if you ask the lads, I think they'll all tell you the same thing. He's just a, an unbelievable trainer, unbelievable in the gym. He does everything right, which I knew he would. Um, you know, he's a little bit of a hybrid. He's not sort of, even though he looks like he sort of plays defensive midfield, I know his background is that he almost started as a, a little bit of a, a wing-back then became a sort of um, a, a central defender in a back three with a licence to go forward. He's got an ama- immense running power. He's really strong. You know, I've been a bit probably cautious about how much game time I've given him because easing him in means that he'll finish strong. You know, whatever games we've got left, he'll be at his best, which is great. And then he can do a pre-season with us and be ready for next year. Barry, what are you thinking about Tomoki Iwata? He sounds an absolute machine the way yeah. Post Cogley <laughs> was was bigging him up yeah. there. But I've got a bonus for that. It was the first time I've I've really seen him in action um against uh, Kilmarnock at uh, the weekend. And I've got to say I was impressed. Um keeps the ball, moves it, um two and three touch. He looks pretty powerful. Uh, so uh, again, um, and it was a Japanese uh, yeah, player of the player year. Of the year. That, is yeah. that right? So he's it's, obviously got yeah. um, real good ability uh, and you, you've seen that at the weekend against Kilmarnock as I said. And he fits that model that Celtic have had over the last number of years. Get a lot of young players in, players with potential and get a manager that knows how to develop them. If Celtic were to lose Leila Bada, for example and apparently there is maybe a bit of interest in yeah. him I mean, that's what you want to do, a, a club in Celtic's position where you identify someone who's got a bit of talent, develop them. I mean, he's been tremendous in games against Rangers especially. But if Ajax want him, they'll have to pay uh, over the odds, certainly over what, what Celtic have paid for him. Celtic will make a good profit and they'll go again. They will target another young player, someone with potential, someone they can develop and, and bring them on. It's it's uh, it's what a club in that position should do they've got aspirations of playing in the Champions League but um, you know what you want to have all the best players available but what would you be talking about Abada transfer fee I don't know but it would anything 6 sell, million uh, yeah yeah absolutely you would take that higher. and you know I if, think about higher maybe eight, but well even even if it is 6 you're, you're doing uh, you're doing good business and you're getting someone in who over a short period of time has shown that he's capable of a bit more, but uh, you know Celtic have shown over the last number of years they're always the type of club that will do business. Um, doesn't matter who you are, you know this season Yakimakis and Juranovic, uh, mm-hmm. Celtic have made good money on them and they'll just go again this summer. Celtic will will get players. They'll get if a badder goes, they'll get another wide player. Mm-hmm. They'll get someone who maybe we haven't heard of, but. I think right now, if you spoke to any Celtic supporter, they trust the judgment of Ange Postecoglou. What well, what was he brought in for? Two million, around that, yeah. yeah. 
and he's what 21 now um, great yeah. age isn't it yeah yeah and uh, listen he's he's a player you can't argue with his stats his assists um, his goals he's a goal scoring wide player which um, is very difficult to find he always looks pretty comfortable wide player as you say Barry but always comfortable playing through the middle knowing how he get on the end of crosses when he he's gambles, coming in off he the gambles, gambles quite, all yep, the time yep. gets in front of a, an opponent and gets it in at the back of the net it's a great habit a homegrown player who was at Kilmarnock did well under Stevie Clark and then came to Celtic a few years ago but he's firmly now in the starting 11 is Greg Taylor he's been speaking about tomorrow's game with Motherwell I think since the new manager came in they've uh, changed their way of playing a wee bit they've um, had good results in the in the main and I think uh, they've got a striker in, the, in their team who's uh, scored a lot of goals so they're a threat coming to uh, Celtic Park for sure they're all talking about Van Veen, Barry, aren't they? And and quite rightly. Yeah, he's in he's in fire, no doubt about it. He's he's scoring goals. I think um, the change of system certainly suits him. And he's one player that um, you can't give him an inch because he'll he'll have a an opportunity to score a goal. So he's one player that I'm sure Celtic will need to keep quiet tomorrow. Um, but I, I can't see. I mean, you want me to. Uh, no, not yet, it. not All yet. Right. I'll come back to that but shortly. I, I can't he, see. Yeah. Uh, listen, albeit he's in real good form, but yeah. I, I can't see him doing much against Celtic. I, I like the way Mother will go about their business. They've now got a manager in who knows what he's doing and getting good results. Um, Stephen's brother, Paul McGinn, has has been pretty consistent. He can play in a back three or a, a back four. Got Max Johnson. They've got Sean Gorse, who's always capable I like of him. a decent like free kick. Johnson. So. You know they're 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 a club that are um, that are doing a lot better now, and there's no way they'll get relegated. And you would imagine they'll be much more secure from the start of next season. Max Johnson, he's like attracting him. interest, doesn't he, down yeah. south? I'm not surprised. Seen him now um, two or three occasions. His dad, Alan, um, mm-hmm. I, I played yeah. with Alan Johnson. At, Good at player, Rangers. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, sticky. We used to call him. <laughs> um, ball stuck to his his foot, as you yeah. can imagine. Um, but his his son, he's certainly. Um, Shown real good talent. One of the young boys, he's been out and loan down to the championship, mm-hmm. done well at Queen of the South, and he's come back and he's he's found a way into the middle first team and he looks the part, um, the young man. A bit more from Greg Taylor about that motivation that the team have. We've had real focus on just the next game being the most important. A boring answer, I know, but it's, uh, it's definitely our mentality. We've got a squad that are all eager to play. We've got still a lot to play for and two competitions so um, we just need to keep the, the head down and keep working towards hopefully retaining and reaching our goals So Greg Taylor contender for player of the year maybe I don't think he's going to win it but we spoke earlier in the week about for example Kyogo probably McGregor yeah. CCV but, I think the yeah. fact that Celtic have got, uh, got so many options as a player of the year you know you might some of the if you thought for example Kyogo was an outstanding one I could totally understand someone saying no no Hatati or someone else said, not McGregor, maybe Carter Vickers. So you, you'll maybe get a lot of low votes, but for a good number of players. And uh, I think it just tells you that Celtic have been very much a, a team this season. And you, you, you can't highlight anyone who's not really contributed. What's it like as players? Obviously a team game, but what's it like when you're named the club player of the year at whatever level coming up through it? Um, because most people never achieve that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure Barry's won a few awards in his time, but um, I, I certainly didn't win a, a across the board a player of the year. You always got a, 
I, I was top scorer uh, a couple of times. It's good to get those accolades. But the first thing you do is, I, I was never the type of player that would score a goal on my own, beating yeah. players and putting it into the top corner. I needed service. Yeah. I needed Chris Morris, Anton Rogan, uh, Tommy Burns, Paul McStay, Billy Stark. I needed a bit of service. And of course, I played with, I think, one of Celtic's great strikers. I played with McAvenny mm-hmm. and. Um, what a workhorse he was so there's all those players that if they weren't there I would certainly not have scored uh, as many goals as I did you missed out Peter Grant Grant he's he, Grant he came off the bench a couple of times and provided one or two he's a, he's a nightmare isn't he Barry for you player of the year players player of the year yeah I was lucky yeah. enough to, to win it twice um, the PFA one and the sports writers won twice the, what's the, the P- one that's best your fellow professionals voting because um, you know what it's like the Celtic Rangers thing <laughs> <laughs> that that comes into a, a, a fair bit so when you get announced as the, the, the winner you're, yeah. so hang on in your time would you have voted I don't know Larson no Hartson no I'm only kidding no, <laughs> I, I, was, I was honest listen yeah. if, if they were the best player that, yeah. that season you, you can't you, I, I wasn't like that how did you spell Larson when you wrote it down <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry there's one S missing it's not accepted no that I get yeah, it he won it twice get, as well yeah. I won it twice mm-hmm. I think uh, Brian well, Loudrop oh, yeah. wow. it's won it twice and yep. Craig Gordon mm-hmm. had won it twice but he won it a third time of course he did so he's the Just one that's out year, and, wasn't yeah. it yeah um, but Craig Gordon that, that would yeah. be the one you won but of course yeah. I mean the football writers any award over the, the course, night, isn't it? over the course <laughs> of a season, it's uh, it's just tremendous, and it's and always a great night. I love going uh, end of season rewards. Of course, I was a I was a Motherwell player. Um, you know, we were in the first division. We got promotion, so all of a sudden we were part of the you know the big boys league. And yeah. um, I can always remember we sat next to the Dundee United lads in '85, and they just lost the cup final with Celtic. Mm-hmm. But guys like Eamon Bannon and Paul Hegarty were. I mean, they were great players to play against. Oh, Hardy yeah. boys, but uh, really good company that night. Um, and, you know, had had a lot of good things to say about us. You all knew how to party. I remember that. I remember yeah, doing it live. Uh, yeah, no one phones. or two shared yeah. Thank God, That's no phones. That's the best thing. <laughs> exactly. You imagine. Jeez. One year it was live on STV. Fred McCauley was the turn. And it was Jim White and myself <laughs> presenting. We decided to wear tartan uh, trousers. You uh, might find it somewhere, and I hope you don't find it. I'm sure I've seen on the internet. You were them on a every couple of times. Uh, yeah. Even uh, even the yeah. lower league players who always yeah. love it, and uh, you know it's yeah. it's uh, it's their night as well. You got home at what four or five in the morning, saying service was terrible. It took ages. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable ninety nine pounds. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show Friday evening. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Andy Walker. The football starts in an hour's time. Of course, down at. Uh, Air against Queen's Park the honest men against the spiders looking forward to that one don't forget the business show on Sunday morning 11 till 12 Hunter and Hockey really looking forward to that one and I'll tell you who is on the special guest this Sunday morning is uh, Andy from Lothian 
Insights Group. So Insights Group's Andy Lothian, CEO of the Insights Group. Uh, Andy at the helm, Insights has become a global brand with a presence in over 40 countries. He was awarded Scottish Entrepreneur of the Year in 2016. Never let a screen go down when you're reading it. Paul, yeah. I've said this yeah. before, my mate Michael McLaughlin, he's yeah. at a garage in Canvas Lang mm. and he never misses that show. He okay. absolutely loves it and it's helped him in his business. And that's what it's about. It's about people, men, women, yep. young people getting into it and they talk so much sense and the things yep. that have been going on in the wider world and politics and all exactly the rest of it. That, Honestly, yeah. you really should or go and get it in the, the downloads along with the Go Radio Football <laughs> Show. Well, let's be honest, yeah. it's two guys you would listen to. <laughs> exactly. How For successful sure. both of them have been in, in, in business. Totally. So Andy Lothian, CEO of Insights Group this Sunday morning along with uh, Tom and Willie looking forward to it and we'll get someone listening in Puerto Vallarta who'd like a wee video can we do that at 7 or just before Zoe comes on she's just getting ready next door for some great hits on here tonight looking forward to the weekend so let's get to the games themselves we've heard from the managers I think we've heard from Todd Cantwell we've heard from Greg Taylor Um, let's go to Dundee United against Livingston then Andy what do you think uh, on this tomorrow Who's going to win it? Jim Goodwin. He's showing that he's a good manager though, isn't he? You mentioned about what happened yep. in Aberdeen. He was so unfortunate. Well, can they build on this little run that they've had? They've put together uh, back-to-back wins. They've now got a, a home game. And against Livingston, a team that have, I think have gone off the boil uh, a little bit. And when you look at Dundee United and the way that Stephen Fletcher's now coming into it, uh, the fact that uh, they've got... Uh, players in the the middle of the park who look as though they're doing something. I'm talking about guys like uh, Harks and Jamie McGrath. Um, I think there's there's a good bit of service there to the likes of Fletcher. I think they can win it, and I think they can get themselves another three points that might just give uh, St Johnston a bit of a scare. Right, so you're going for I'm going for a home win home for win. Dundee United. Yeah. Okay, Barry, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I thought Dun United were a, a club in trouble a couple of weeks ago, but fair play to, to Jim and his players. They've had um, six points for the last two games. Now confidence is starting to grow. Obviously, Livingston a, a good result the weekend, but I'm going to go with Dun United to win this one by a couple of goals. Stephen Fletcher, what do you make yeah, of him? I, I yeah. honestly believed he, he has a difference. I think if Dun United lost him through an injury or a, a suspension I, I think they would struggle and Jamie I, McGrath as well he's popped up yeah. with a couple of real pressurised penalty kicks um, so yep they two are really important talking about appeals mm. I thought Dundee United might have appealed his yellow card I yeah. know it's the only yeah. um, for, for simulation it's the mm. only yellow card offence that you can appeal maybe maybe apart from mm. a mistaken identity but um uh, I thought he would appeal I didn't think that was a dive against uh, Motherwell at Fir Park but there you go he was guilty of simulation I don't think you'd want the keeper to be sent off though would you? No. Would you not want common no, no, sense? No, I thought it was apparently the first yeah. time round when he went through and then very similar the next time uh, and even if he doesn't give a penalty I think you can see there's um, there's contact there but yeah. yellow card and um, mm. strange one Yeah Barry we were talking about it on Monday night what do you think? It was two penalties Yeah sure Yeah two penalties mm-hmm. It's a common identical. Yep. Common sense. And seems they've to now the got a guy who looks as though he's he's ready mm-hmm. to chip in with a few goals between now 
in the end of the season. He's leading the line really well. What about St Johnson against Hibs then, Andy? Do you want to start there? I mean, Callum Davidson, hard to believe he's gone, but look, last season it was yeah. going wrong. I know they stayed up, and this yeah. year they looked okay until the World Cup time. What do you think up against Hibs? Uh, I th- fear for St Johnston and I liked what I saw last week with Hibs I thought they totally deserved uh, the win against Hearts and I thought they defended uh, you know really well but I think in guys like Chris Cadden who plays as a defender but yeah. gets himself forward the guy Ewan on the other side Ellie Ewan uh, he's got a good bit of pace and a bit of trickery and when you've got a goal scorer in Kevin Nisbet who I think is getting back to his sharpest I, I think Hibs can win away from home I think I fancy them to take all three points at St Johnson Chris Cadden's got a great engine doesn't he he does so much for Hibs yeah, up he's and down always there. had yeah. that I mean he plays in the right wing back role um, I think it suits him um, perfectly he said that a, a really good season to be fair um, Cadden he's been one of Hibs um, better players they've been so up and down but I think Hibs will go to McDermott Park and, and win pretty convincingly and do you think Kevin Nisbet is back to go well, towards he his scored his first goal yeah. um, last week against Hearts uh, I, I've always liked Kevin Nisbet I think Kevin Nisbet and I'm not being disrespectful to Hibs I think he can go to a, a higher level um, no doubt about it I expected him to leave in the January window that deal was yeah. near enough done um, I believe it was round about the one, one and a half million pound mark I think that's um, a snap because uh, I think there's a player there Kevin Nisbet really like him and I'm surprised that Rangers and Celtic yeah. have never had a sniff at him. Yeah. Andy what is it why don't they in there general these days sniff, yeah. Andy. indeed uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just some, of the, some uh, of the phrases that go what do you think Andy well I seem to remember Michael Beale when he was asked about his strikers earlier this season he said eh, strikers we've got there's no one better in Scotland so he was obviously bringing Shanklin, Nisbet and anyone else uh, Van Veen into the into the frame and he's obviously got his eyes on uh, you know players that he knows maybe a, a bit more about so I don't so, I don't think you can question a manager's judgement I think no. I mean I see Scottish strikers all the time and I think these guys as Barry's saying he, he could play for a good team in the, the championship he could make Hibs a, a bit of money but while he's here we should enjoy him Hibs win for both of you? Yep. Hibs win. Yep. And St Johnson, are they staying up? Talk about that shortly. Right, St Mirren, Kelly, we mentioned it earlier on. Scoreline, what do you think, Barry? What's going to happen? I, I, I think um, I think with the, the full house, um, crowd behind St Mirren, uh, as I said, I, I thought they were they were half decent at, at Ibrox last week. Um, I know there is, uh, the result doesn't show that, 5-2, losing five goals, obviously, but I've seen enough in St Mirren um, to to make sure they cement their place in the, the, the top six and I think it's going to result in um, 2-0 St Mernon I'm going to go yep. and I yeah think, I think sorry yeah, Barry I think when you've got that goal scorer from midfield in O'Hara mm-hmm. I like the way Tony Watt has settled in there Curtis Main does a good job for them I think they've got a really good keeper in Trevor Carson I think he's someone who can come up with with some good saves so, he was an international um, wasn't he yeah and, yeah, I, and, yeah. I, and I think uh, St Mernon can can win that tomorrow and secure their top six place for the first time. And a sellout tomorrow, which is brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Paisley. Yep. They deserve it because, listen, they've had a brilliant season. Yeah, mm. yeah for sure. Uh, what's it? So we did Hearts, Ross County, Hearts earlier on and you both think... Yeah, I think Hearts can come up with something against Ross County because mm. I just keep coming back to it. Every time you speak to Malky Mackay, mm. he's so happy with the, what his players are giving him. 
but when you can't score goals when you can't take any of your chances it's such a big problem Barry that's my surprise result yeah. for tomorrow mm-hmm. I know a lot of people will, will go with Hearts but I think Ross County will get down there and, and surprise sure a better people. the weekend you've got yep. a good price I'm sure for County to win that one yep. so you're split on that one so St Mirren against Kilmarnock you're going for them Hibs to win at St Johnson Dundee United Levy we spoke about that did we get your verdict as well yeah United, yep, to, United. to win that and continue their good run of form Barry you yep, said United. the same yep and uh, Hearts Ross County we've just discussed there Celtic against Motherwell well you heard from Ange earlier on we know the situation uh, no Hatati tomorrow but Carter Vickers is back so Barry what do you expect to happen tomorrow I expect um, a pretty convincing um, result for, for Celtic yeah uh, Confidence is high. Good performance last week away from home, certainly in the, the first half hour. I think they'll be far too strong for Muddle. Um, and I'll go Celtic 3, Muddle 0. Um, Andy, yeah. what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's another comfortable victory for Celtic. You look at the table, they've played 16 games at, ho- at home. They've scored 50 goals. Um, so they are, they're spreading the goals. It's not just about Kyogo. You saw Matt O'Reilly last weekend getting a couple. Uh, Maida chipping in with one. And I think they've just got a whole group of players that are just hungry to to get on the score sheet. And even when they get one, they want two. And then they want three. There's a real determination. And, uh, you know, you're, you're getting value for money if you're a season ticket holder at Parkhead this season. Uh, 16 wins out of 16. Uh, I think it'll be 17 after tomorrow. The manager was asked uh, about CCV and the fact that he might require surgery later in the year, but Ange Postacoglu didn't want to talk about Mate, that. He's playing tomorrow. <laughs> he's playing tomorrow. So that's that's where it begins and ends. It's uh, I can't predict the future. I can't. If he gets through tomorrow, he'll play next week. <laughs> so yeah, you would expect that. He's Take some talk. of that. Yeah, indeed, exactly. So Super Sunday, four thirty on Sky. Aberdeen against Rangers. You'll be there. Uh, yep. Who's on with you, Ali and? Chris Boyd or no no we've no, got no. Uh, we've got yeah. Boydie and Faddy ok so what are you going to see a great game I'm going for a surprise result I think Aberdeen can get a point Right. I don't yeah. think Rangers are at their strongest and if Aberdeen play mm. with the same level of commitment that they seem to be given um, Barry Robson in the mm. last number of weeks I think they can get a draw and I've been really impressed with the way they've been defending uh, Pollock McDonald. Scales, Ross McCrory. Um, I know there's a what is it? Is a 29, 30 point gap between second and third. I think that tells you that yeah. uh, you know Rangers have been streets ahead of Aberdeen. But yeah. at Pitodry, I think Aberdeen can get a point. Is it a score draw? What do you going think? for a one-one? Yeah. Okay, one-one. You reckon, Barry? What do you reckon? What do you feel? I don't think it's going to be a great advert for Scottish football in terms of... Hang on a minute, Barry, we're trying to sell this game for Sunday. I think it's going to be a real scrappy affair. Um, I think Graham Shinney's a massive miss for Aberdeen. He's a real driving force. He sets the tempo for Aberdeen. I know Rangers are missing a couple of players. I'm going to go Aberdeen 1, Rangers 2. Wow. Here's Michael Beale, final word. We'll play the strongest team that's available this weekend for this game, how we see we want to play. Uh, I'm not a massive believer in that. It's seven or eight days between the games. I think we have, in general, momentum. 
over the last number of games we've played well we've scored goals and I just want to continue with that for the moment Does the swan song for Morelos continue? Cholak not quite fit yet or is it Sakala tomorrow? Who do you think? No it'll be Morelos through yeah. the middle and I think playing away from home does suit Rangers a bit better because they, they don't really like playing against teams that sit really deep Aberdeen I think will come out and have a pop at them and I think that might suit Rangers The, the other thing Aberdeen have that I admire mm-hmm. and I admire it in any team who are bold enough to do it they play with two strikers yeah. They're out-and-out goal scorers. Duke and Miofsky yeah. uh, have got more goals than any of the Rangers players. Rangers are a better team. I totally get that. But when you've got two players in good form, and uh, Aberdeen have got that in Duke and Miofsky, if they can get a bit of service, I think that's why I think Aberdeen might be able to get a point on Sunday. Andy Walker. Barry Ferguson, thanks so much. Yeah, you get a good reception up at Pataudry. Andy Walker. <laughs> Andy, we'll see you soon. Well, we'll see you on Sunday. Barry, we'll see you very soon as well. Yes. Thanks to everyone. and uh, Thanks to Chris. Thanks for Jess for helping out there technically. And coming up next, after the news, yep, we love it on a Friday evening. It's Zoe. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.